welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. Uh, it's Sunday night, and so even though it's Mother's Day, I still thought like we'd give this a shot. Um, this isn't going to be an hour long, but I wanted to just... So here's the thing. I want to be consistent. And if someone's having an issue and you're getting ready to start the week and something's feeling weird or you had a hard week or something else is going on, uh, they um, I'm pointing that out. So I want to just make sure that I'm here for you and that we can talk about some stuff and that the rest of the community is like in the chat section so you can talk to them. What's up, Tracy Pinter? Um, Tracy Pinter, we got your picture this week for the for the teacher appreciation video that is coming out as soon as this feed is done. And it was really funny to like, we were like, Oh wait, that's Tracy Pinter. That's what she looks like. So it was really funny. Um, and you look just like a friend of ours too, which was even funnier. We were like, Oh my gosh, this looks like our friend Brittany. Um, what's up? Uh, oh, good morning. Um, cause it's morning in China, I guess it's not, evening it's not five o'clock at night on a sunday uh nahara does that mean that you're in school right now are you in school since it's monday morning um ryan what's up good teaching lesson there consistent revivals external factors 100 percent true uh rebecca winslow said happy birthday not so secret wife um so happy birthday what does it say what did i say happy birthday dude is it your birthday no i get it wrong I thought it was in June. Um, Deborah P said, finally got to catch this. What's up, Deborah? The Scottish revert. Um, thank you. So I'm thinking of, um, as people are signing on, so we made the teacher appreciation video that I asked for pictures for. It took so long to make because, first of all, we got a ton of pictures. Then we got a ton of, like, like we like labeled every single one of the pictures and it just took way longer than we had anticipated. So it was really funny. Um, are you making, wow, that looks like I'm in a baseball field now a little bit. You can see it in the mirror behind us. So. <laughs> we're, uh, we're a real professional organization over here at the Reynolds house. Um, so we, so that video just took really long and I literally just finished it this afternoon. I know I know a lot of people by name now. Like if I saw you in public, I'd probably remember your name because I've looked at your face and I've looked at your name so many times. And so um, my Scottish friend, you were one of my favorite videos because uh, I just thought it was so endearing. And I loved that you just spoke for a minute as well, sent um, sent a picture. Uh, Kayla Crozier, we made a slide for you because we didn't have a picture of your teachers. So we, we invented something and I think it's going to work. Um, Reese was in there. Uh, I'm trying to notice any of these other names that were in this live feed. I forget. What's up, Tiffany? Um, Miss, L what's that? Ansley Lowe? Hello. That's a great, uh, profile picture that you have there. So, um, Diane Davis from Monterey, Virginia. So it was really fun to do that video. So that should come out right when this video is done. And what I'm talking about, if you're just jumping on now is the video that came out, uh, or that I asked for all of your pictures for. And we were just saying how, like, I hope I got everyone. It was a lot of pictures and it was hard to like, keep it to keep it all straight. Cause I was like, I would like work on it for a while and then make someone a sandwich. And then someone wow. ran out of toilet paper and then, you know, a friend stopped by or something like that. So uh, I think I got it all done. I'm really proud of it. I think it's fun. Um, and it's just simple, but it's kind of like my, kind of love letter to teachers this time of year, especially because not all of us kind of get stuff unless Colby Sharp sends you a giant box in the mail um, and hooks you up with an Alexa. That may or may not have been a good idea because I all my... Watch that video yet. Oh, all right. All right. So anyway, there's this teacher appreciation video that came out that's super great. Um, while I'm just running my mouth, if you want to go ahead and put your uh, questions in the side there, um, I'll be happy to answer them. And I was saying earlier... This isn't going to be a full hour this week because it's uh, Mother's Day and I'm in the middle of making dinner and I still got to do some others. I'm trying to like alleviate all of my wife's responsibilities today. I'm not sure I will successfully accomplish all of that because she works way faster than I do and she can multitask and I can't multitask. 
it's like, uh, yeah, it's not a skill that I possess. I can, you know, unitask, but I don't, I don't know how it doesn't seem as good or something. Um, so a couple of things. One, I don't have a weekly vlog up this week because I did testing in school all week. And just like I tried to make something and it was like, yeah, we're just testing. And this isn't exciting. Next week's testing also. But I have like several videos that I made to come out during the week this week um, that are going to be I think they're fun. And I, I think they're going to be interesting to all of you. And it's something that are like little bite sized pieces um, of interesting stuff as best I could do it. And so that's coming up. And then um, what, what else do we have coming up this week? I don't know. I forget. Are you in a coma right now? Kind of. You look like a... Look I a, know if anybody can see You look like a cave so person. She has like this fairy blanket around her. <laughs> She's like a cave woman. Um, so want to do some questions? Yeah. You only have one. Well, it's a little laid on me. It says... Lady. <laughs> Question it may not be inter interesting, but what's a typical day in the life for you? Typical day in the life for me. Kayla. That's Kayla. Um, depends. So, geez, although I so I really love routine. So I'd say typical day in the life for me at my best is um, getting up early and having some sort of time to myself. So in my in my best life. Uh, that means getting up and going to the gym in the morning or praying or meditating in the morning. And then on a day where I, it's not starting off like, you know, a superstar, I am sleeping in right until I need to get up and then get up, get ready for work. Um, I have a very lovely wife that like makes my breakfast, makes my lunch every single day, um, makes my coffee and has everything ready for me. My wife is sort of like, um, that machine at the beginning of the Jetson show that like, she's the conveyor belt that I just ride on. And then I'm magically ready, which I mean, if she's not here some days, it's like, I don't even know how to get myself together. So then I typically go to school. I get there around seven 30. Um, I drive to school and I listen to podcasts usually. And I try and think, I try and listen to something that's um, going to put me in a good space or give me a new idea or get me thinking, like kind of get that, those juices flowing. And so when I show up, sometimes I have like something new to talk about or show the kids or, or something like that. Um, then my intention is always to go to school and get like, I like a very clean whiteboard. I like writing on it with a brand new expo marker. So I hide them in my room so the children cannot find them. And then is to like get organized for my day. That's usually upended by any number of teenagers coming into my room that want to tell me what happened this morning, what happened last night, what TV show they watched. Can I believe that something happened on TV or in the news, but I don't watch the news. So they're always disappointed that I don't know what's going on. Um, and that time is usually taken up by them. And then I start my day by, you know, the bell rings and I'm in the hallway and I'm saying hi to kids. And I like to be in the hallway in between every single class. And if I'm not, kids yell inside my room to see am I all right? Because I'm not, why aren't you standing at your door Reynolds? What are you okay? Did you get hurt or something? Nope. Didn't get hurt or anything. Just trying to do work. So that's typically the uneventful like part of my day. And then I lately I don't eat until 10 30 or 11 o'clock. Cause I'm doing this um, like time restricted eating. So, or what are we calling it? What's it called? Time, some kind of fasting situation. Yeah. It's, so essentially, like what I do is I eat between 10 and 11 o'clock in the morning, sometimes later, and then I don't eat after dinner anymore. And so the idea is that your eating patterns are matching your circadian rhythm. So like whenever you're eating, um, like when you wake up, like you you aren't eating like, I don't know, you're not eating too late into the night and it's supposed to help you lose weight, which oh, has. So intermittent I lost fasting. intermittent thank fasting. You, um, thank you, naturally, Niani. Um, so... I, but I lost 10 pounds in the last few weeks. Uh, and I haven't like, and I'm trying to do this without well, not trying, there's no exercise going on. Cause I'm tired as hell. Like those first few weeks and I'm still like jonesing, I'm jonesing for stuff that like, I don't usually care about. Like I want a Twix really bad or at night. I just like think about Oreos and I don't, eat Oreos. They're not good for you. And I'm 41 I'm trying to live to 42. Um, so that's it. 
Anything else? But the diet is going fairly well. And I don't do diets typically, but this uh, this experiment is pretty fun in a way that's not fun, but it's uh, yielding a lot of results, which is very interesting. Um, Ansley Lowe is asking, if you couldn't teach, what would you be doing? Um, that's a good question. What would I be doing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I feel like you would be a full-time YouTuber. I think I'd be a full-time YouTuber? Yeah. But what would I YouTube about if I didn't talk about teaching? A family vlog? You're way weirder than people even know. My wife's saying that I'm way weirder than people. I, I am a lot weirder than I've sort of let on. <laughs> so far um i don't i don't know when that shows up i don't feel weird when i'm recording like i feel like you put you so your ideas are very strange in yeah. like parenting like you could have a, you i do have, a lot of weird parenting stuff i do a lot of weird teaching stuff um which i want to talk what do you think i was going to turn yes, on you i do a lot of like uh like there's a lot of singing and dance parties that take place in our house. There's a lot of weird kind of rules and goofy stuff at school. I tell the kids that you can't, there's like different color tiles in the hallway. And I tell them like, um, it's probably most of them, most of the floor tiles in school are white. Uh, and there's maybe like 20% of them are blue. And I tell them that you can't step on the white ones. Um, cause they're made of lava. So you have to step on the blue ones. And then a surprising number of students will not walk on the white ones and then they get yelled at, but they still do it anyway. Cause you know what? They really don't want their feet to burn off because the floor is lava. So I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I would, I mean, I like YouTubing. I'm really enjoying, I, I like, I don't know. I think I would teach. I think I would just teach something else, some other way. I like engaging with people. I like helping people out. I like, you know, I think that's how. I got into teaching and all of my other kind of like jobs I wanted before this were sort of in that vein. Like I wanted to be a priest or a monk. I even spent a little bit of time at a monastery. I wanted to be a clown, but I wanted to be a clown, like not in the Barnum and Bailey circus. I wanted to like travel to third world countries and help children that were like kind of stuck in the hospital without anything to do to like find some joy in the moment and help their parents to do the same thing. So I don't know. Maybe I would do that. I would drag my kids around third world countries. Um, the year of Winslow is saying, what's your favorite podcast at the moment? Um, I, I, I've been listening to a few. So a few months ago, I found the Joe Rogan experience, which is really interesting because he has so many different types of people. Like some weeks they're talking about completely absurd, weird crap. Other weeks they're talking about health. Then they're talking about MMA fighting, which I'm not MMA like fan. Then they're talking about like, I don't know, space or some other like health, not and not just diet, but like, you know, psychedelics. Um, I'm really interested in, although I've never done psychedelics before, I'm very, very interested in the use of psychedelics at the moment, especially in order to help people with like that have um, like in lieu of like people with like eating disorders, people with uh PTSD. PTSD and not just like not just soldiers but like folks who have like been victims of like something tr very traumatic I don't know why that is sticking in my head lately but it is I also listen to um, the Tim Ferriss show I listen to the Aubrey Marcus podcast I listen to um, I've been listening to and reading a lot of Seth Godin stuff lately and yeah I go through so what I typically do is like I find something that I'm interested in, whether it's um, a personality, uh, whether uh, an author, something like that, and then I exhaust that content. I will watch every single thing I can on them. I'll read every single thing I can. I can listen to every single interview uh, until that is completely exhausted. I love doing that. What am I looking at? Our music, our question is uh, so is it read the top one first or the bottom yeah. one first? Okay. Uh, Nara for music is saying, so I have two middle school music classes. Last week, I did an activity with them that required them to be creative and fun. Class, class A did, did awesome and had so much fun. Class B took it way too seriously. Should I chalk it and try it again today with class B? Yes, you should try it again. Um, I think, you know, this is, sounds so dorky or like, I don't know woo woo or whatever or whatever but it's like the idea that if you don't 
try something. Um, like the only thing that's worse than not trying something or then failing is not trying something. And so at the end of the day, like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? If you're not going to lose your job, if it isn't something that like puts kids in danger, yeah, give it a shot, like, and tell them, like help them to reflect on what happened the day before. Like, look, this didn't go so well. So I'm not even sure if we should do this, but my intuition is that this could be really fun that we, you know, we, you know, it's, I'm, we're trying to break this, the learning game up a little bit and do stuff that's fun, right? Cause school's not always fun. So if I'm trying to do something fun, I need you to try and get down with it a little bit. So like, um, and then I would sometimes what I'll do to get kids excited is I'll participate in whatever we're doing also, or I'll help someone. So if we go outside and we do, um, I've had classes that do like sidewalk chalk on the ground and we create street art. Some classes are awesome. They take a ton of time. They'll come in after school and get chalk. They'll go back out and like finish it up. Uh, even though they're not taking it home, it's just like a, a moment in time that we have this project. And then I have other classes that just suck. They just like don't want to do it. And so what I do there is I'll either give them some ideas. I'll show them a couple of techniques. I'll show them how maybe, um, I would do it or, hey, did you think of this? Or maybe it's a different spot. Or maybe, you know, why don't you come over here and do it in this like really cool location that I have and make it into an experience or I'll just start doing it with them. And then they'll get it stoked about like what I'm making and realize, oh, I could do that also. And I think that sometimes we just need to be the example for the students and that helps. And if it doesn't work, sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes like the class that you have is like the wrong group of kids. There's too many of one type of personality and silliness and fun and wildness doesn't really work. And then, you know, but it's super cool that like it worked for that one class that you had. So that's what I would try. I would just get excited about it and like do it with them and see if it works that way. Uh, the Scottish revert teacher, my buddy says, I've realized a lot of teenage students don't believe they can achieve goals or be successful. I'm running out of ways to try and change that. Any tips? Oh, I think... So I have a lot of views on that. Um, I think showing, I think one, my dog is being, <laughs> is being, I don't know. He got his hair cut yesterday and now he's on, come here. And now he's like on fire. Look at this dude, right? Like this is, I'm going to answer your question in a second, but um, look, he got his haircut and he looks so handsome. And now all he wants is attention. And he like, literally, if I stop moving, he walks to where I am and he just lays on my feet. So I can't move and like do anything. All right. Can you say hi to everyone in China? All right. All right. Good, Good boy. I'll, I'll pet you later. I'll, I'll get you a thing in a minute or something. So, uh, kids that don't think they achieve, you know, you know why? Because, because the noise outside of the world, I mean, I just made a video about this last week. The noise outside is so loud, maybe telling them they're not going to do anything or their parents don't want them to do anything because their parents didn't do anything. And now it's like, you know, what makes you think you can do something like you're, you're better than us or their friends aren't doing something or they're hanging out with the wrong friends. And they're I tell my guys that you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And so if your friends suck, you're going to suck, too. And, you know, I I just think that that noise is so loud that sometimes we're not going to break through to certain kids, right? And like, that's just going to happen. Like, you're just not going to win every kid. But I think that never, ever, ever giving up on a kid and letting them know that like, dude, I, I get it. You're not buying this now, what I'm selling, but I need you to know that I'm never going to give up on you. And I'm going to keep reminding you all the time, every day that you're awesome until you actually finally get it. Because I'm going to wait for that break you're going to, at some point, hopefully your, your guard is down and I'm going to punch you in the face with that truth. Don't really punch your kids in the face. It's against the law. Um, but that idea can hit them at some point, right? Like if they have a really bad day, if they feel really low, maybe it hits them. Maybe they do achieve something and they're like, and you remind them like, yeah, this is what I've been telling you, dude, you're awesome. Like just own it. And that would change them as well. I also think that maybe trying to find another teacher that could speak to that student. So maybe you're not the one, not, you know, we're not always the right speaker for every student, but finding someone that they do listen to, that they do, they could um, hear that information from, that just means that 
like we need to be a community of teachers and not just individuals that are going to help kids. Uh, and that can help as well. I think buying kids books, showing them videos, having speakers come in, maybe that are someone that your kids are going to listen to. Like maybe they come from the name, same neighborhood, the same background, the same situation, and your kids can relate with that. That can really, really resonate with kids. And, and I think the greatest example of that is when my students and I got invited to go meet with Gary Vaynerchuk last year in New York City. And I had kids after that, that I tried to like, really, I've tried for years, like four or five years to break them down and get them to listen to me to get them to believe in themselves. And they didn't. And they sat with that dude for an hour and they didn't know him ahead of time. Like not all of them had seen his videos or knew what he was about, but like just his words and the way that he spoke broke through to kids that are doing tremendously now. And it's, you know, so sometimes it's, it's not the words, it's who it's coming from. And the best example of that is this, look, growing up, maybe your parents like gave you advice all the time or always told you X and you just weren't hearing it because it was coming from your parents. But like your best friend says that and you're like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, that does make sense. And then your parents are shaking their heads. And I know that as a parent now. I tell my kids stuff all the time and they don't listen to me or don't believe me. And then one of their friends says it or their teacher says it. And I'm like, are you serious? Really? Because I'm pretty sure I've been saying that for a decade. Uh, so that those are just a couple thoughts. Um, Diane Davis is asking, are you teaching in a public school? Tell us more about your school. So I teach in a charter school and what that is, essentially it's, it is in many ways the same. My school is in many ways the same as a public school. You do not have to, you, you have to apply to get in, but we really just, we pick your name out of a hat. So we don't like get the best students or the worst students. We just get students, like put your name in the hat, fill out all the paperwork, pull it out and you get to go to my school. The only fast track to my school is if you have a cousin or a brother that went to my school. It's all boys. It is, um, I'd say all 100% of my students are on free and reduced lunch, meaning they get free breakfast and lunch every day. Most of my students come from low-income households, not all of them. Uh, most of my students do not have – these are all things I think are interesting because they inform my teaching. Um, most of my students do not have a father that's at home. Not that they're not around, but I have guys that like their dad lives two blocks away and just doesn't care. And so they don't come around or – and and so that sort of thing. Um, I'd say 99% of my students are African-American. We have one Pakistani student, one Asian student, who I feel like we call upon those dudes every time we need to take a picture for the school. So we look more diverse, um, <laughs> but we're not, we're not diverse. Uh, and, you know, I'd say some of the things I really appreciate about my school are that, uh, you know, that one Asian student, the two Hispanic students, the one Pakistani student, like they're, they're very, they're, they're don't look like everyone else, but the school doesn't act that way. Like that's one of the things I'm really proud about my boys is that they don't like stereotype the Asian child. Like he's part of the group. He's just a part of the crew. Um, and I really, I love that. There's even, um, not, I won't say a large, but a sizable, uh, like LGBTQ community in my school. And I think for the most part, those dudes are really kind of like brought into the fold and not bothered. Now that's not all the time because everything in my school is gay all the time, right? What I mean by that is someone is, I don't know, you want to like, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of something like, like an example of like dudes will say like you're girling about something or Oh, you drink that, like, that's your favorite kind of juice. Like you're gay. And, and so that's a constant conversation of like, what are we using these words for? What is your meaning behind it? Like, do you realize that that is hurtful to people? So that's a constant conversation and they're teenagers. So I expect it. And it happens every single year. And I'm just like, I just don't get upset about it. Cause it's like, Nope, you're young and you are don't know everything yet. And that's where I'm going to meet you. And then we're going to have a conversation about it. Cause you're not allowed to just say it. So I think other cool things about my school are I don't have to do lesson plans. I have complete autonomy in my classroom. That's right. I said I don't have to do lesson plans. I have complete autonomy in the classroom, meaning I get to read whatever books I want. For the most part, I do have to read uh, Merchant of Venice, which is like 
don't really love that, John. But um, yeah, so that's like in a nutshell, some of the things I think that are really kind of fascinating. And I can do anything I want in my classroom. But I think that's just because I started doing anything I want in my classroom and people liked it. it wasn't because anyone ever said I can do anything I want. Um, but, you know, the perks of that are I never get my room moved. I am in the same room every year. But I think that's because I build a tree in there. And once you build a tree in your room, they're not going to move you because guess what? I'm going to drag that damn thing down the hallway to my new room <laughs> and it's going to make a mess. Uh, Alfonso Weems asked, based on your experiences, would you want your child to follow your professional footsteps? Uh, so that's really funny because my daughter wants to be a teacher. She wants to be a teacher in the classroom right next to mine. And she wants to have a secret passageway between my room and her room. And I'm telling you now, if she does become a teacher and she teaches in that room, we will 100% have a secret passageway that goes from one room to the other. Uh, I would. I think that teaching, you know, I think it's about, here's the thing about being a parent. I knew before I became a parent that I wanted to be a great parent. I knew that, is that making peculiar noise, that thing in this oven? Maybe not. Okay. Oh, that was, you know, I thought I had heard something happening with my roast in the oven. Uh, I knew that I wanted to be a great parent and I knew that I wanted to be a great parent by getting into whatever my kids were into. So I don't watch sports. Um, and so in America, football, American football is just like the biggest thing going on in my school. My students can't believe it. But last year, our local team, the Eagles, we're in the Super Bowl, and the boy wanted to watch it. He was super stoked. Everyone was talking about it in school. So you know what? We all bought shirts that said Eagles on them. We got snacks. We watched a football game. I couldn't explain most of what was happening to him because I don't know <laughs> what a blitz is or a down or why they call that dude a quarterback. Um, so, you know, but I watched it with him, and now he's excited for next season to watch the Eagles. He wants to watch every single game, and I'll watch every game. I Until that football game, I literally had never watched an entire football game in my life. If he was in the monster trucks or bowling, I don't, I could give a crap about bowling, but I would totally get down with it because that's, because that's what my kids are excited about. So if they wanted to go into teaching, I would hundred percent back them, but I would want to make sure that that's what they really, really wanted to do. I never want my kids to do anything they have to do. Um, unless, you know, that requires like taking care of your children, but like, you know, um, I just want them to follow like whatever they are excited about in life. And then I want to support that um, as much as I possibly can. Rachel Schleicher. No, she, she spelled it out phonetically last week and That's I can't fine. remember what it is. Cause I have no memory. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Hello, Rachel. Thank you for, for asking a question. I'm wondering how to deal with feeling discouraged with teaching. I know some teachers feel this way at the end of the year, by the way, love your videos. Well, thank you very much, Rachel. I would say, look, man, I, how do you deal with being discouraged at the end of the year? I think you, you realize that you're in, you are in essence doing a job that very few people want to do because like in theory, people want to be a teacher. But then they show up and they're like, no, I love English and I love kids. This is going to be easy. Like these kids are going to love me. I'm going to teach things and have projects and activities and trips that kids are going to love. And then you get there and you realize you're kind of like a football coach that showed up for a team that doesn't want to play football. That's it. Like you have to it's like it's like being a personal trainer and standing in front of a group of people that have no interest in like exercising or lifting weights, or doing aerobics. So how do you get them to do it? You just, you can't win everyone, number one. Number two, I think you focus on the kids that you can help, right? So like that class that you have, that sucks. That like they, everything's a drag in there. You try and find the kids in there that you can help, that you can help raise the bar for, and then you start with them. And I think that that, that creates a gravity sometimes. I think also... You have to you have to give yourself a break. It's almost kind of laughable. Like sometimes I'll look at like how bad a lesson went or it was like last week or two weeks ago. My lesson started 20 minutes late for my first period, which, you know, in teacher time is about 75 years. It feels like that mm. you've been staying there waiting and it just was a nightmare. And I just 
kind of laughed at it and told the kids like, look, I thought this was going to be awesome and it sucks. And in my head, this is how this played out. This is, but we all see how it actually played out and just didn't work. It's cool. Like we'll figure it out. And you just keep trying. And because what happens is the more you just keep trying and you refuse to give up, the more kind of tips and tricks you have under your belt that you'll figure out the lessons that do work or what to do when they don't work. And so next year, I am, um, as far as I know, I'm not co-teaching because I told the school I don't want to co-teach anymore. Uh, I'm teaching only ninth grade. I'm not teaching 10th grade again. And it's kind of like I've done that job a lot of times by myself, just ninth grade, know what my classes are. I have so much cool stuff that is just like lined up with ideas of things to do that it's kind of like, what, like, what way can we make it go wrong? Like if you're, if things aren't going wrong, then I just, I don't think that shows that you're not doing a good job. I think it shows that you're not trying new stuff enough bars. Um, so try new stuff. You should be failing, but like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Your hair's not going to catch on fire. And if your focus is the students and your focus is for them to learn, who cares if you're, you know, if the principal pops his head in and everything is going completely awry because it's all right. I was trying something new and it didn't work out. We're going to take notes on it. We're going to try something new and then that's what it's going to be. So if you're getting discouraged, I say to just tell that discouragement, like, like, I would sit with it, feel it out, which sounds a little bit woo-woo, right? But like, you're like letting it in, being mindful of it. And then just tell it to like, go to hell. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm here to do the best that I can. And maybe at the end of the year, practice like the craziest stuff, the, the looniest lesson that you can come up with because the year is almost finished anyway. Like these kids are going to be out of here in no time. So while you can just, you know, it's not like you try something crazy in September and it just goes completely awry and you're like, oh my God, now I have this class for the rest of the year. So that's what I would, I would Mrs. think of. Really uh, Mrs. CJ is saying at the end of the year, I tend to be in constant reflection mode. I look at things I want to keep and change from my lessons for next year. It's motivating to think about, uh, to think about the new year. A hundred percent. You could ask your students. This is the first time ever this year, this year I gave my students reflections on like, what they like about my class? What didn't they like about my class? And it was really insightful. Like kids that thought I didn't pay enough attention to them. I didn't think that was a thing. I thought that that's like my jam. Or kids that I thought hated my class that were like, I, one of my questions was, what would you tell eighth graders that are getting ready to come into Mr. Reynolds' class next year? And this kid wrote, this is the best class that you'll ever have. And I thought, I literally thought you hated my class every day. Um, but I can't believe that that was your answer. So yeah, um, I think that's what I would do. I would go nuts, try a whole bunch of crazy stuff and see what happens and tell the kids like, all right, this is the experiment portion of the year. Are you year. talking about me? I, <laughs> I heard you say kids. I wasn't. You are my kid though. Thank you for being so. Uh, David Marsh is asking, how do you respond to teachers in your building that ooze negativity everywhere they go and bring the group down? Bro, what do you do about negative people? I don't know. He says he doesn't know. Don't <laughs> ask him. Good work. Thanks for your help. Um, I, so, man, there's a couple of different ways. One, David, make sure you surround yourself with awesome people, even if you have one awesome person in school and you have like your secret little kind of awesome relationship and you guys are just awesome and that's it, that's enough. But if you can get three, four, five people, make sure you are like treating that those relationships like they are a garden that you have to tend to, you have to take care of, you have to, you know, fertilize is kind of a weird thing to say. Um, but like, uh, I just think the more you can take care of that relationship and not just complain about stuff, although that's okay, but you're just not, you're not just doing that. You're bringing, um, you're exciting each other. You're getting pumped up about stuff with one another. And I think doing that helps you to see the positive. I'd also, I think out shining the negativity, right? So I have people in my school, right? Like everyone does that just, I just don't think they like 
what I'm doing all the time. So the other day I bought robot arms from Ikea and they are, uh, they're like, I don't, they look like robot arms. Like you slide it on, but it's a costume that there's just arms to. I don't, is there a whole, <laughs> no, there's like a head. I all think. right. Well, I could afford the arms cause I'm a teacher. So I buy these arms and they have these clamps on the end and I stand in the hallway and I shake kids hands with them. Or I have these little tiny hands. You like pull your hand into your sleeve and you put this little tiny hand looks like Deadpool on there. And uh, you shake hands in the hallway and it freaks kids out. Or you give high fives with it or I have a big hand on a stick or I'm blowing bubbles and like all the weird stuff that I do. Or I had uh, I've been real into dance parties at the end of class. So my co-teacher and I have been picking like like. I don't like air quotes, but bad songs for kids to dance to at the end of class and coming into the next class. And there are people that hate that stuff. They just don't, they don't think it's professional. They think that you're being ridiculous. They think there's no educational value to it. They think if it doesn't align with your curriculum, that you shouldn't be doing it. That school is a place where like we should be serious and we're getting kids ready for a world that is serious. And I just think that those people are too serious. I think it's nonsense and that you should have as much fun as you can. So when I see someone that is, I have people in my school um, that do not say hi to me, that when I say hello to them, they just totally diss me and walk by. So what I do, I give them the sonic boom hello and I make sure that they hear me, right? And I don't wanna do that in a way where I'm just kind of like, ha ha, see what I did to them. It's like, nope, you are, you're like Han Solo and Carbonite and I need to let you out because this is good, should be more fun than it is. And you'll eventually wear them down because you know what, David? You'll become known as the weird teacher or the funny teacher or the goofy teacher or the teacher that they at least go like, all right, he's being weird, but that's kind of his gig and it works. They'll see that it works for you and over time, you're crushing it and you don't have to worry about that anymore. So Niani, a good friend Niani is saying not to be negative, that already means no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I tried something new because I wanted feedback. Got a horrible eval for taking a risk and lost my job. Oh, well, man, you know, that's uh, that's a different situation. So, but, I, you know, Niani, I would, I would argue that that, I mean, what does that say about your school? What does that say about the people that, that you were a part of that – taking risks, trying something new, trying to not, you know, are, are, everyone knows, right? Or if you don't know, you know, you at least notice that like school is set up in a way that's not effective a lot of times. Like this coming in and being quiet and sitting in rows and raising your hand when you have a question and like um, asking things like, is this going to be on the test? How many points is this worth? Like our focus is on the wrong things. And if someone stands up and tries to change that and they lose their job over it. Or if someone thinks that it's inappropriate, you know, and I'm not saying to just like, there are things that are inappropriate. There are teachers that make crucially bad decisions that end their position. Right. Um, and having to everyone else, having known Niani a little bit, like, I don't think that that was her situation, but I'd say if you're young enough, like, I'd just go for it anyway. And if you lose your job, like maybe that wasn't the best school for you. Like you're trying, if your focus is the kids, then I say the hell with them. You, you make your focus, the kids, and you do everything you can for the students and to hell with that other stuff. Um, and Niani is asking, or this, I'm not mm -hmm. sure this is a question. Mm -hmm. um, so Niani, are we meeting up in Chicago? Are you a part of this situation with um, Detroit teacher? I don't know if that's she's something. on here. Detroit, Detroit. Oh, she? she's watching it. I know she's doing the meetup. She set up the meetup, but I didn't know if Niani was in on that situation. Um, uh, we tell kids how to handle adversity all the time. I'm stuck in a just said yes. Oh, do. Um, are you going to wear those Tribe Called Quest sneakers? Um, <laughs> I'm stuck in a dysfunctional environment. Staff agrees it's damaging us and the kids. Everyone is afraid to speak up. What to do? Uh, I think, man, that's I think what I do is I start with the teachers, right? Like, if I want to know kind of what, you know, you find, you find, kindred spirits you find people that you get along with that are going to do kind of like what you're doing or what you think is a good idea and then find out like you know, I, I think I think there's power in having a number of people feeling a certain way and then I think that 
where some folks go wrong is you you go to the principal, you go to administration, you say, these are all the things we don't like and we want them fixed. Instead of saying, these are things that we're noticing in the school and we're wondering if like what we could do to help the situation, right? You go at it instead of like saying um, that you are like being demanding. Instead, you're like asking where you can help. Like, hey, look, these are some things that we're noticing. Like, you know, kids are out of uniform. So they're on their phones all the time or they're disrespecting staff or they're cutting class and they don't have passes or they're showing up late without a pass and no one can help it. Or they have to go to the bathroom 97 times during a class or or they're falling asleep or whatever it is. You say, these are things that we're noticing and we want to be like part of a team that helps this. Like we care about the school and this is what we want to do. I think sometimes changing your wording like that is, is beneficial. I, it, like I've said before, when I pull a kid out of class for the first time, I always ask, Hey, even though there's sometimes I am a hundred percent sure that I didn't do anything. I'll still ask, I see that you're acting this way. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that I did to upset you. And I think that throws kids off sometimes. They don't expect you to come at them like that. They don't expect like you to, to, to take the blame. And sometimes you are wrong. Sometimes you did screw up. And that doesn't, I don't think that's being soft or being weak. I think it's trying to come at people in a way they didn't see. Because if you come at the principal or administration or whatever, the same way that everyone's always done it, you're going to get the same reaction. So if you can spin it a different way, you still get what you want and you don't look weak. You're just saying, look, in all honesty, something's messed up. We want to help it. What can we do? Like you're in charge. What, what authority do we have? Can we work on something? Can we form a team or, or whatever? How can we handle that? And that's probably the, the, the first step that I would take anyway in doing that. Alfonso Weems said, what criteria do you use in determining which students do, uh, do and do not re receive end of the year awards? I've been struggling uh, to recognize only A, B students. So I, you know, here, Alfonso, here's one of the things I do that's weird and I don't do it every year. I do it when I feel like uh, it's an interesting thing to do. I, I just think too many of the same kids get asked on trips. They get asked to do, uh, they get, they win all the awards. They get asked to go to special meetings with the principal and stuff. It's like always the same dudes, right? So when I take class trips, I do take some of those guys, but I always take at least 50% of my guys are not those guys. They're 50% of them are the guys that are failing most of their classes. So the guys that like, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out um, because I'm not sure if you can behave. And like, I take less behavioral issues and more grade issues um, because I want them to get excited about school. I want them to, to I, it buys me leverage. It lets them know that like, you just never know what's going to happen in a Reynolds class. I've been failing all year and I get to go on a trip somewhere. Like that's awesome. I want you to get excited about education. And so one of the things I've done is I will sometimes go to the dollar store and they buy, they sell like these little medals and it comes with like a little like red, white, and blue kind of like strap. And it has like a little crappy metal at the bottom. Or in the past, I've gone to the thrift store, I buy crap and I spray paint it gold. So it looks like a trophy. So it might be a tiny dinosaur or a big dinosaur or a fake plant or a fork, but now it's gold. And I make up awards. So like award for the kid that, I don't know, like um, tell, like always has the best jokes. They might be the worst student, but man, their timing is good. Their jokes aren't lazy. They're not making fun of fat kids for being fat or they're not making fun of kids with weird hairlines because they have weird hairlines. Like they find the other stuff or they find the moments. Um, kids that aren't doing that well, but they always help someone else for some reason, or they always want to help you. And they like clean your board every day, or they pick up trash or they eat lunch, or they just always ask how you're doing. Like every day I have these two twins at my school, the Davis twins always come in every day. They must shake my hand 17 times a day and they just pop in. They're like on their way to the bathroom. Yo, Reynolds just want to say what's up. They give me a handshake or a hug every day or kids that don't let anyone else get to them in that class of complete, like in 
sane people. There's that one kid that's just like, he's just riding it out, still doing his work, doesn't get caught up in it. And maybe his work's not that good. Maybe he doesn't talk, flies under the radar for everyone, but you give him some kind of an award that you name different stuff. And I just think that those are really fun awards to give out. Um, could name them after comic book characters or TV personalities or just make up stupid names. I think that's a really fun way to do it. And I think in a lot of ways, those awards go over way bigger than like, you have perfect attendance this year. Like, dope, you have perfect attendance. That's great. It's not anything to like make fun of, but you know, I'd rather have like, you know, the badass award or like the, you know, award for like the most grit or the shook my hand more times than anyone else in a single day award, something like that. Right. That's what I'm just thinking of. Um, Kimberly Wallback is asking, what's the best way to deal with one, the one child who won't cooperate with the group? Uh, that that's a tough question because it depends on what that student's deal is. Like, are they, like super ADD? Are they super lazy? Are they mean? Are they manipulative? Are they sneaky? Do they just not care about the class? Are they uninterested? So there's a couple of different ways, you know, um, and something I don't talk about that much is I just will put kids out sometimes, like I'll kick them out of class. And my agreement with all of my students is you are not chained to the desk. No one made you, no one held you at gunpoint and brought you to school this morning. At least I hope no one held you at gunpoint, brought you to school this morning and then made you come in. Like you're here because you want to, you can leave whenever you want to. And although that saying that doesn't always like, that's not for everyone. I know my audience. And so I know what I'm saying and I know what I can get away with. But on the first day of school, I tell kids, you don't want to come to school. Don't come to school. Go hide in the bathroom. There's seats in there. Just chill. And no one's ever taken me up on that, but I, the message I'm trying to get across is I feel like by you walking through my door and shaking my hand, like I do to every single student, every single day, there is a nonverbal communication going on there. That is, I want to be here today, or I'm willing to be here today. And then it's my job to make this interesting for you. And that's not everyone's jam. That's, that's how I look at this. And, but if someone is, if I have a class, I have a particular period this year where I have a few students in there that can be extremely challenging for any number of reasons. I've tried everything I can think of. There has been every parent meeting, teacher meeting with the principal, the guy that's above the principal, like everyone's been involved and nothing seems to work. And with those dudes, it's like, if I can get everyone locked into something and we're going for it, and someone wants to keep touching people, keep throwing things, mumbling things under their breath, cursing other kids, putting kids down for stuff under their breath. Bro, you got to go because what you're doing is you're messing up my chemistry. Like you're, you are like, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do something bigger than, than, than you right now. And I'll ask you to step in the hallway. I'll speak to you about it first and say, look, I don't know what's going on here, man, but I really want you to succeed more than anything, but you just don't want to, right? You want to like, you want to be that dude that I'm saying, stop. You're running into a burning building right now. You're going to get hurt. And you're like, nah, I got this. I'm gonna run in that building anyway. I can't stop you. And I'm sure as hell not running into the building and like grabbing you in the middle of the fire. Like I have all these other people to take care of as well. So I think that that's, okay and i think a lot of teachers don't think that it's okay but you know sometimes you got to be removed so that we can like figure that out outside of the classroom because now is not the time for it other than that i think if you have like i have other students i have one kid that's very endearing or i i very i love him a lot this year and he has wicked adhd uh, he doesn't always remember to take his medication. He's a hundred miles an hour. I give that dude jobs. He doesn't get to be a part of a group necessarily. He walks around and helps other groups or hands out supplies or like I find a different role for him. And so that, I think, you know, we have to remember that school's not the same for everyone and that sometimes we have to do these kind of like uncon or not unconditional. What am I thinking of? Un unconventional things to engage students uh, and put them in charge instead like that could be a thing that's important to them. Um, let's do two more. We weren't going to go an hour. But my my We're roast gonna go. is going to is going to beep in a second. What's that? What am I looking at? You have 10 more minutes to an hour. So just go an hour. So I should just go an hour? Yes. Well, then I will because okay. you are. It's Mother's Day. 
I don't do whatever you say. (laughs) Bars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you have a question? I think I messed this up. Oh, you sure did. I sure did. I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, there you go. Thanks, buddy. Um, Question is, Anzi Lowe is asking, what's your favorite book at the moment? I'm looking for something to read. Uh, So favorite books at the moment are... What are you sucking your teeth for? I feel like your books are always so, like mannish versus man like, i have manly books yeah like aubrey marcus and tim ferris like don't you read any like um they are i guess they're kind of macho a lot of <laughs> testosterone filled stuff so right now i'm reading uh on the heart i mean that's not own your, own the day own your life by aubrey marcus which is about um it, it has a piece in there about supplements and about <laughs> it is a little bit woo-woo, and about um this like high fat diet that I'm experimenting with. And so that's kind of why I bought it. And I just think he's an interesting dude. Um, I've been reading, I always am reading uh, anything by Father Gregory Boyle. Uh, Tattoos on the Heart is the new one. And that is a book that reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing. So he is a, he's a priest, but you don't have to be religious. Like you can still get the message if you read the book. And he works with gang members in South Central Los Angeles. And it is one of the things I love about him so much is that he never, ever, ever gives up on anyone. Like if, even if you got sent to jail for something heinous, he still will come and visit you. He still tries to, to help you out and to get you a job. He always, one of his sayings is nothing stops a bullet like a job. And so the gang members that he's working with, he's like, if I can get them a job and they can own their own money and they can get it home, like that is going to, that stops you from going back to the gang life so often. So I'm always reading stuff by him. Um, I'm reading The Purple Cow right now, uh, or I'm listening to that on audiobook by Seth Godin. And that I think is interesting for teachers also, even though it's a marketing book. Teachers are not cogs, right? We are not some cog in a machine and we all do something the same exact way. And then we all get the same um, outcome of that. And so you have to learn to think outside the box. You have to learn to do things differently because otherwise you're just, the children are going to suffer. And some people can, are, are cogs, right? They, they, they don't mind showing up to school and doing the same lesson that everyone else and every other first grade class in their district is doing at the same time every day. And I don't diss them at all because I, I don't think no one got into it for that, but sometimes the school just changes and then you're 25 years in and it's like, well, what do I do now? And I don't, know that I have an answer for that because I've not been in that situation, but I just think all teachers are different, which is why I always tell people, this is what works for me. It may not work for you. So like acting goofy and doing silly stuff to kids, like putting tape in their hair while they're taking testing might, it's something that's funny for me. It makes my kids laugh. I don't know that will work for any, everyone. Someone might lose their teeth if they do it. So, uh, yeah, what was it? I forgot. So my books that I'm reading at the moment. Um, I think that's most. Those are the three books I feel like I'm reading. Oh, and I'm rereading um, Pat Croce's "I Feel Great" and "You Will Too" because I've been sending Pat Croce a letter every single day for over a week now, and he is going to come and visit my school. So is Will Smith, but he Will Smith doesn't know it yet because I didn't put that video out. But it's coming out this week. Get ready, Will Smith. Um, what do we got? Morgan Silva, and then she's got. It kind of she comments cool. on her thing. Oh, Morgan Silva, she sent us a picture. Oh. You sent us a picture for the teacher collab. You I were in front of like like art. I remember there's this crazy metal structure in the back. That's why I kept. Um, that's what stood out in your picture so much. So you said, are there any resources that are helpful? Um, any resources that have helped you help students with stuff like anxiety or depression? What about students with ADHD who are not medicated? Oh, brother. I know that. I'm going to read the second part of your question real quick, too. I feel like I am dealing with this more and more, and yet I feel so ill-equipped. I have uh, actually considered going to a therapist who would be willing to help me meet these kids. Uh, So, or help you help these kids. I have thought about this a lot. I feel like Morgan. Real quick tip. She should email and or like look and into the Instagram guy that does the neuroscience for education. I feel like I don't know who that is though. Like even off the top of my head, no. Um, I mean, I want to hook up with that dude this summer. So Morgan, I've noticed this a lot too. Where I feel like this year, especially, I have more kids that are 
sad, that are depressed, that are dealing with like really tough issues than ever before. And I think the, the number I, so I've never been to like therapy therapy, but I have done spiritual direction for, I don't know, almost 10 years now. And that's, it's kind of the same thing in a lot of ways. And what I notice that helps all the time is one, giving kids a safe space to be, right? Your room becomes a safe space. It becomes a space where kids can be who they are and no one's going to make fun of them unless it's like fun making fun of, right? So like it's, everyone's kind of laughing. That thing is making me nervous. Um, Everyone is kind of like laughing at, at something together and not, they're not like trying to damage someone. Just that alone gives kids a place where they can just be. You're having a bad day. You want to go children. You're the ability to talk about what's going on. Like, hey, you don't seem yourself. Is there anything you want to talk about? And I should maybe do a video on like how I kind of like am able to break kids down. Because at this point, if I ask someone what's going on and they tell me nothing and I know something's going on because you're obviously dealing with something, I tell them now, like, look, here's the deal. I'm, you're either going to just tell me and it's going to save us time. And I can be a lot more used to you a lot quicker, or I'm going to ask you a very, I have something uh, taken. Um, I'm going to ask you a very particular set of questions. <laughs> and when you answer all of them, I'm going to know exactly what's going on. And you're going to answer all of them because every kid ever always does. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the root of this. And those usually look like I always tell kids, you don't have to tell me anything you don't want to. I'm not trying to like trap you and make you talk about anything. Two, know that I'm a mandated reporter. So if you, if if anything comes up, like you tell me that someone's abusing you, um, there's anything about like molestation or anything like that, I have to report those things to people. But, you know, then I just ask like, um, is whatever's going on a problem with your... Like, is it in school or out of school? That's it. That's all you got to tell me. And then they'll answer. So if it's in school, it's like, is it with a friend or someone that's not a friend? You don't have to tell me their name. I'm just asking, is it with a friend or not a friend? And then they'll, they'll answer. And then, because that's a pretty easy question, right? I'm just throwing them softballs there. And then I'll ask kids, so if it's with, uh, let's just go down this rabbit hole and say, it's a friend. Um, what do you, is it something you did or that they did, right? Like no big deal. And then you kind of are whittling them down to finding out what happened because part of being a teenager or being a young person in general is you're not always sure what's going on in your head or like things look like someone was insulting you, but they weren't. Or you took someone's tone of voice or you read a text message wrong or you thought, you know, I find that a lot of times by students not fully listening to what's going on, they get the wrong idea of what actually happened. And so try and go out this Friday and she'll say, yeah, okay. And then Friday I'll get here. And in my mind, I might be thinking, we're hundred percent going out on Friday. And then my wife is like, comes downstairs in pajama bottoms, <laughs> is ready to chill for the night. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I thought we were going out. No, you said we, what do you think about going out on Friday? That wasn't, we're going out on Friday. And so that miscommunication can really piss me off sometimes and confuses her because she thinks, well, we didn't even talk about this. And she's usually right. But, uh, the, you know, students are a lot like that too. And so it's about helping them to figure out like what's going on in your head, what's hurting you, and then actually dealing with it. And then sometimes you just listen. You don't even have to give the advice or the kid will figure it out themselves. But giving kids a place to just talk about it, I'm telling you, it looks like you're doing nothing sometimes. It looks like you're providing no value. But when you really, really think about it, how many young people have a trusted adult to just talk to sometimes? That's not going to dog them about their decision. It's not going to say, oh, well, you cheated on your girlfriend. What the hell did you think she was going to think? You just go, well, let's talk about that. Like, why would you, why would you do something like that? Or how did you think it was going to make you feel? And like helping them work through that and process that situation instead of just like punching them in the face or like telling them that they were wrong or bad. They already know that they need someone that's just going to listen to them. And I think that really helps. Sometimes I think doing that with a group of individuals too, like a couple of other trusted teachers can make that feel like, like a healthier situation or like, uh, like there's a community around that student. Also that helps too. Sometimes. Um, what do we got? Last one, two Uh, more. Yeah. But before she, that's how she pronounces it. 
Nayara? Nayara? Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think yeah. I am. Nayara. Feels right. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm on music. Sesame Street when they have like, when they used to bring the pieces of the word together. That's what <laughs> I need. They move it a little closer. Yeah. I apologize. Honestly. Um, all right. Nayara. Bam. I get, I get stoked though when I got it right. Uh, do you or anyone else have suggestions for kids for the end of the year questionnaires for kids? Um, so let's do this. Uh, Nayara needs suggestions for end of the year uh, questionnaires for kids. You could either email me and I'll give you the one that I made up. Or if somebody else has a good answer, maybe they have like a like a grade that's closer to yours or they're, they're teaching music also. Maybe they could help you out with it. But um, let's uh, she's on here somewhere. You can just find her. Or maybe you can connect her with like your music teacher or someone that you like, and that would help them as well. Sound good? Uh, my email address is realrapwiththereynolds at gmail.com, and you can just send it there. And anyone else that wants that, I'd be happy to. I'm, I'm always happy to send out any of my stuff. I'm not trying to sell anything. So just a comment. Plus, I just don't think it's that good to sell. Like, <laughs> you go on TPT, and it's like everyone's stuff looks nice. Um, mine just looks like, I don't know, it's more utilitarian than that uh naturally niani is saying so if you write if i write you consistent or constantly you will come speak to my boys uh i'll <laughs> you could just ask me whenever and i would be more than happy to, to come and hang out with your students um but yeah i so i think though right that idea i think so much stuff is rushing to my head this is gonna be my final thought my final thought is Getting students to come and speak to your, or getting adults, professionals, someone, I, for me, it's someone that looks like my students a lot of times. So a lot of times I teach almost all African-American boys. I want men that are African-American professionals, someone that's following their passion, something that's doing something that excites them in life to come and speak to my boys. Why? Because a lot of my guys, and admittedly, do not have someone that they can look up to that looks like them that's doing something that is inspiring. And I just think that's so important because once you see someone doing something you want to do, you can kind of envision yourself doing that also. And so I like, not that everyone is, I don't have all African-American males because I think it's important for my boys to also see like um, Asian entrepreneurs or white street artists or women that have powerful positions. Like all of those things are important, but I do try and reach out to a certain demographic when I am doing it mostly. Uh, and I've very rarely been turned down. And if I'm turned down, it's because someone's just too busy, not because they are like afraid to come into the hood and talk, or they're afraid to come to speak to boys that look like mine or act like mine. Um, they, I very rarely get asked for money when I do this stuff. Like no one wants to get paid or if I pay, it's like an Uber ride or something like that. But it's, I just think that sometimes the messenger matters so much and can change everything. So just reach out and ask people, but you have to be mindful. Like, so for, I'm going to make this video that's come out this week. It's called Dear Will Smith that I thought of a while ago that I want Will Smith to come and speak to my school because he's from West Philly. He reps West Philly all the time on YouTube. And so I made a video and my hope is that somehow, some way that video gets to him and that no one else has ever tried to approach him in that particular way, that I'm going to win. And I, I really, here's the crazy part, right? This is nuts. And there's only 41 people watching right now. So that's probably good. Um, I really think I'm going to win. I really, really think it's going to happen. I, I literally sit in my classroom. And when I want something like that to happen, I envision it. I look in the front of my classroom. I can see Will Smith standing in front of my class, talking to my boys. I can see him showing up it's walking through the front door and I'm meeting him. I'm envisioning this stuff as it's happened or like before it happens. And then I'm just going to keep asking you until you at least tell me no, because if you don't ask the answers already, no, that's the important thing here, right? If you do not ask the question, the answers always no anyway. So just ask the question, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to catch on fire. Um, so yeah, and I'm not Will Smith. So let's hook it up, Niani. Let's uh, I'll come to your school. Um, send me an email or something. And tell me I'm getting to Chicago, Detroit area. Uh, <laughs> that's a long Uber ride. Um, 
Kate said there's someone being oh, stupid. I thought it was retracted. Um, oh, it might have been retracted, Kate. I don't know. Someone's being dumb on here. But uh, oh, she did it. Thank they you. need a Say thank you, they Kate. need a hug. Thanks, Kate. So that's it. This week I have a lot of testing coming up, and so I'm going to put out a lot. I have a lot of good videos. I have a story about my mom that I'm putting out there that I think is really um, awesome, and it's one of my mom's like best moments in her life to me. Something that stands out to me. My video to Will Smith is coming out this week. Um, I have a video that I'm putting out literally as soon as this video is done, um, putting something up about, uh, it's kind of like my love letter to teachers at the end of this teacher appreciation week, because some people are feeling a lot of love and some people are feeling zero love. And so I just wanted to shout those dudes out. And then some other stuff coming up this week too. What do you got? Um, thank you everyone for all my Mother's Day wishes. I oh, the, there she is. That's not my hand either. These are my hands. <laughs> Um, so that you keep moving as soon as I move on, my, my hands are much larger than my wife's. Uh, she's saying, thank you so much for all of her mother's day wishes. But, um, do you want to be on camera? No. All right. <laughs> I didn't know hair or makeup set. and it, I have, I have she has a career day. food on my shirt, but all I right. think I you're giving too many details. Oh, come on. I don't want to be all there. We're in the public eye right now. <laughs> Tell me you have food on your shirt. Oh, and there's the timer. That means my roast is done. Hey, Google, stop timing. All right, gang. Um, you, I, you guys are awesome. I hope you have the best week ever. I hope you try crazy stuff and that you can email me and tell me that you tried it and either you did terrible and then we have to plan some cleanup or you tried something and it went like crazy awesome. And I hope that that happens for you too. So uh, to all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. And to all the mothers that will soon be mothers or I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of a weird thing to say. I'm going <laughs> to leave it at that. Thanks, everybody. Peace. And that's it for this week, gang. Look, if you ever want to have your question answered on Sunday Night Teacher Talk, all you have to do is show up at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel, Real Rap with Reynolds, and I'd be happy to answer any question that you put out there. Nothing is off the table. Thanks so much for your support. We really, really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great week. Peace.